Hey, I'm Savannah. And I'm Adi, and we're the Polidos. We're here talking about simplifying our life, growing and loving our family, and learning about the world. And today we're talking about Married at First Sight. Episode 85 this time. Yeah, the real 85. <laughs> the sounds of Merced in the background. Back at it again. Yeah. I know, we're actually recording in the living room again that's more echoey. Echo. Maybe, but definitely cars louder with cars dogs, and dogs barking. and trains, planes and automobiles. Yeah. We're back in Merced. Yep. It's been a while. It has been a while. Yeah. Can you tell by the sound of my voice? No. It's been a while. <laughs> Did we miss it? Mm. Maybe. TBD. <laughs> Not. Today's going to be a good one. Yeah. I think so. Uh-huh. I think it's going to be a good one. It's uh, kind of like a free-ranged episode is free just ranged or free rain like free range, range. chickens yeah or? free ranged chickens like, okay we're just gonna let this episode out and about <laughs> <laughs> no fences grass-fed grass-fed okay <laughs> organic all natural <laughs> okay but with with a, a topic in mind yes of course and that is married at first sight yeah which if you haven't Hence seen the show the i don't think that you need to we're just going to be talking about, like, we're going to be talking about the concept of, okay, well, so two things. If you haven't seen the show, proceed. It's completely fine. Yeah, it's fine. If you have seen the current season and you haven't finished it yet, you proceed with caution because <laughs> we might talk about some specifics. We might. From this season. Yeah. But I think this episode, episode is going to be more about, like, the... The general. The, the general concept. Yeah. Yeah, and, and Married to First Sight, if you don't know what that is, it is a... Well, we'll get into it. Oh, okay. Well, <laughs> well we're not down to the nitty-gritty we yet. We are not. Which, I don't think you said that last episode. I didn't? Oh, I don't no. think so. Because the whole episode was kind of the nitty-gritty. Yeah. And I don't so, think that was you... it really nitty? Did it really get down to the nitty-gritty? I don't know. I don't think so, so that's why I didn't say it. We never got <laughs> <laughs> whatever um speaking of that okay um I've, I've been saving this little like thing i think i said this like in maybe the second episode what but i was waiting for episode 100 but what that reminds me of the movie we, ju- we just saw like a few days ago nacho libre yeah i thought that that was established is that not was established it? on this podcast i don't know maybe it wasn't maybe it wasn't Maybe I teased it. I was like, uh, but um, yeah. nitty gritty comes from uh, Nacho Libre. Yeah. And I looked it up like, oh, is this like copywritten or no. whatever? But no, it's it's a common, it's a common phrase. Common phrase. But so it's I was very like, funny cool, the I'm way. I'm going to use it. Yeah, it's very funny the way he says it. Though. Yeah. So uh, we recently watched Nacho Libre because it was our boyfriend girlfriend anniversary yes like that day every year yeah every year we watch two movies because go back what how many years like five years five years ago we saw two movies not your libre and then the other one is a walk to remember we saw those two movies at the end of those two movies i we made it official we became <laughs> boyfriend and girlfriend i said hey yes. savannah 
would you be my girlfriend? And you said yes. And then <laughs> yeah. and then the rest is history. So Exactly. So every year we we watch those two movies. Except Except this year we didn't watch A Walk to Remember because it wasn't available. I couldn't find it on anywhere. The streaming service. I yeah. checked every streaming service yeah. possible <laughs> like that I could and We were not at home, so we didn't have the DVD that we had. Yeah, so we do have a DVD of it, yeah. but we didn't have it with us and I thought we'd be able to watch it stream it yeah. or rent it on a streaming service and mm-hmm. um you know on like roku you can search all the channels yeah and it'll search ones that you haven't downloaded too mm-hmm. nothing it wasn't there nothing on anything yeah and then i searched on youtube to see if you know sometimes on youtube you can rent a movie oh, from yeah, yeah, youtube yeah. um and it wasn't there either that's so crazy so yeah yeah so the only way to watch it is if you buy, if you own the DVD, I guess. <laughs> yeah, which we do, but yeah, we did, but it's okay. We we were also tired, so watching just one movie was. And fine. It was kind of late, so it, it was fine, like watching one movie. Yeah. So those two movies are watched every year because like the anniversary, and those two movies actually are our favorite movies. So yes. my favorite movie is not Chili Brain. Yours is It Walks to Remember. Yes. So I always kind of bring the bring this question up to to you and ask. Is Walker to Remember still <laughs> your favorite movie? And you said, uh, maybe, kind of. Well, what you actually asked me was, like, are you excited oh, yeah. to watch yeah. A Walk to Remember yeah. as much as, like, you were excited to watch Nacho Libre? Yeah. And I said, kind of, A Walk to Remember, uh, I think I would still say it's, I'm not sure if I would still say it's my favorite movie or not. Mm-hmm. I mean, I don't, I'm not thinking of another movie that, like, tops it. But it's just, um, okay. I, ha- I have seen it a lot of times. It's a mm-hmm. more like serious movie. Yeah. And so it isn't necessarily one that now I, I still want to like watch all the time. Yeah. Um, and also because I have seen it so many times. But right. uh, I still think it's a great movie. Okay. Yeah. So <laughs> I don't know. I'm not sure if I would still say like, oh, that's my favorite movie. But I do really like it. And I do really like the tradition of us um, watching those movies. You know, yeah. that kind of like yearly ritual. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Nacho Libre, I was really excited to watch that. And I was it too. Is my, still my favorite movie. It's really <laughs> funny. It's so funny. Cheesing certain ways, but in a good way. And it's so quotable. And yeah. it's just so funny. So I was very excited. And we saw that. So going back to the nitty gritty, like he says, <laughs> you know, let's get out to, like, let's get out to the nitty gritty. Who is this? You know, like, who are you? Yeah, yeah. Who are you? So I I took that and I brought it to the podcast. You did because I love that movie so much, and I love I love that I love that. So that's a little fun fact. But uh, let's get down to something else that we had already talked about. We said we're going to talk about. Yeah. Well, hang on. Oh, go ahead. Before we get to the other thing, we got to get to before the other thing we got to get to. <laughs> um, <laughs> speaking of quotes and, yeah. and things, last night. We were at dinner mm-hmm. at Applebee's and on a date night. On a date night. And <laughs> we were talking about a song lyric because you oh, yeah. you referenced okay, so you referenced a song lyric. Yeah. And I was like, wait, is that what that says? And then we couldn't decide if that was what it said or if what I thought was correct. Yes. And they both kind of make sense. And so yeah. I wanted to bring it here to the listeners and then also look up what the actual answer is because we didn't look it up yesterday so the line is from the famous bruno mars what is this song called funk town 
No. Oh, Funky Town. No, no. Funk Town. No. Yeah. No, it's not called Funky Town. It's, <laughs> it's um, Funk Town. No, it's not. Yes, it is. It, stop it. It, it says uh, Uptown Funk. Oh, yeah. Uptown Uptown Fun- Fun- oh, funky Town. That's a different I, song. I'm now, I sound like a... Like a, a grandpa, like a grandpa. Like, what's that song called? Yeah, Funky Town. No, Funky Town is a really old Funky song, isn't Town. it? Yes. Yeah. Oh, that's a good one, though. Anyway, well, you do, me too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Funky Town. Anyway, Uptown Funk, Bruno Mars. <laughs> There's a lot of lyrics in that song. There, yeah. there is. Yeah. And but the one that you referenced last night was you said Julio get the check. Yeah. Because we were at a restaurant and you were just making a joke yeah. about like and okay. whistled. Yeah. Julio, get the check. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and I was like, oh, I thought that it said, and I was thinking, I think yours makes more sense, but I'm not sure. I thought it said, Julio, get the stretch. Yeah. And I was picturing like a stretch limousine. Yeah, that makes sense. So take a moment, if you're listening to this, and think, what did I think that it said? Did I think it said, Julio, get the stretch, Julio, yeah. get the check, or something different? Yeah. And I'm going to look up the answer right now. Okay. So what do you still think it's get the check? Well, I and now I think that I might say like Julio, get the stretch. But <laughs> it makes sense to say like get the check. It does. It really does. So I'm gonna stick with my answer, check. Get the check. Okay. Julio get the check. Yeah. Okay. Okay. So I have the answer here. Okay. Um, well I'm I have the lyrics here. I'm, <laughs> I'm finding it. Okay. So oh, interesting. You I was right. <laughs> what? Basically. But here's the thing is I think you were mixing it up because the lyric is, and I didn't think about this. I should have like, I should have thought of this. It's take a sip, sign a check. Julio, oh. get the stretch. Oh. Then it says, and I didn't know this. It says ride to Harlem, Hollywood, Jackson, Mississippi. So that makes sense. It's like get the stretch. Then we're going to ride to these places. Oh. So okay. you're signing a check actually for the limo. No. Yeah. I, take a sip. Oh, wait. Maybe not. No, no. Get to, yeah, I want to pay for my whatever I just drank or ate. Yeah, I yeah. Because it's fill my cup, pour, put some liquor in it, mm-hmm. take a seat, take a sip. Sorry. Take a sip, <laughs> sign a check. So you're paying for your alcohol. Yeah. Then Julio, get the stretch. Yeah. Ride to Harlem, Hollywood, Jackson, Mississippi. If we show up, we're going to show out smoother than a fresh jar of Skippy. <laughs> Oh Makes perfect sense now. Yeah. <laughs> well, there you have it. If you've been wondering this whole time, if it's uh, Julio get the check or Julio get the stretch. It actually, it's not even a very good question because the line before it actually says check and people were probably like, come on, guys. Come on, it uh, says check. But I'm not. Take a sip, sign the check. Julio yeah. get the stretch. Yeah. Hmm. Well, so there you go. It was just one of those things that you just kind of have like a a lyric or a song or like a uh, a rhythm of a song like stuck in your head and you just can't figure it out and you can just look it up on your phone but we just decided to not look it up right away and wait till now well have you ever been in a situation where you have been waiting in line for a while and then you realize wait a minute I'm in the wrong line. But if I get out of the line, it's going to be embarrassing. <laughs> so what do I do? Do I stay in this line? Or do I uh, dip out and go to the line that I'm supposed to go to? Mm-hmm. Well, we've 
done that twice. Twice recently. In this past like month. Yeah. <laughs> and so both of them were at, at a drive-thru. Yeah. Thankfully, it was like, in a car. More comfort <laughs> and I don't know, people don't really see your face and everything. So anyway, <laughs> so the first time that this happened was at a Dutch Bros. Mm-hmm. And so Dutch Bros is known for long having a long line. line. Yeah. And so at this Dutch Bros, when we pulled up to it, the line was like, there were cars in the drive-thru and then there were cars like coming out of the drive-thru and then on the, like next to the curb of the main street. Mm-hmm. And so um, we just hop in, in quote unquote line yes. behind this car that was on the parked or that was like on waiting on the curb at the yeah. curb. Yeah. Yeah. So we're waiting, right? And there's um, the car in front of us was waiting as well. Yeah. And then there was another car behind that. I mean, in front of that. Yeah. And and then there was a couple of cars come in and park behind us and we're waiting there for a good like maybe two, three minutes before realizing, like, wait a minute, what's the holdup? Like, there's a big gap yeah. between the, the the front car that is parked, um, that that's, like, stationed at the curbside. Yeah. And then, so there's a gap between that and then... Into the parking into lot. Into the parking lot. Yeah. And and so then we see one of the cars that was behind us um, leave the line and then go into the um, drive through line. Yeah, and it looked like they just cut in front of like all these people. Yeah, and so and I was we were like, like what? "What the heck? What the heck?" So I was giving them looks and just confused. <laughs> I was like, "What the heck is going on?" And then and then I kind of realized like, "Oh, wait a minute! I think the the car this, that that is in front of us like it was two cars two in cars in front of us is." Parked. It was just a parked car with nobody in it. <laughs> yeah, so <laughs> that happened, and uh, and so then uh, we we realized that, and uh, and it was embarrassing, but yeah. um, it was fine. You yeah, know? it was fine. And the the person in front of us was actually the one who she's the one who got in line behind the parked car. Yeah, and then we just followed suit and got in line behind yeah. her because we couldn't really see that car that well no so i think she was more embarrassed but it was very funny it was very funny and only like one car actually cut in front of us and it wasn't their fault because they were getting yeah. in the actual yeah. line yeah yeah so that happened so that's funny. that was pretty funny and then i think two days ago this happened again yeah. kind of so we are um we wanted to go to raising canes it's a new country fast food joint here in california <laughs> and um well, isn't I, it? I don't oh, know. Southern, sorry, Southern. I don't know. I, I think, I think that it's from like the east or the south, or both. And all of a sudden, I've seen them popping up all over California. Yeah, um, we saw one like in Bakersfield and Sacramento. Yeah, all over, just all over the place. Yeah, and so um, I think that it's like that they were just moving out west. But regardless, it's new to mm-hmm. our area. We mm-hmm. wanted to try it. Yeah. So we get to this parking lot. Mm-hmm. It was nighttime. wasn't super late. No. It was the dark, e- evening, I should yeah. say. We see a long line. Mm-hmm. And in my mind, I'm thinking, that makes perfect sense because this is a new fast food place. It's popping. Yeah. Right. Like, yeah. cool. Okay. And we were like, oh, that's kind of a bummer, but it's fine. And it makes sense. So yeah. we get in this long line. We even see a sign that says, like, Raising Cane's drive through and the arrow was pointing like the opposite direction kind of the opposite direction but it made sense i thought the arrow was saying like the end of the line yeah. is that way yeah 
So we go and we get <laughs> we get in line. Yeah. And we're waiting for a while. Like a good maybe 10 minutes. Yes. Oh, yeah, for sure. Yeah. And then we, uh, when we first got in the line, you were noticing that there was this like covered area on the other side of the restaurant and mm-hmm. there were cars and stuff, but it looked like a car wash. Yes, because there were the fans with the like misters. Yeah. And I thought that was a car wash. <laughs> it really a, looked like from it. From afar. And the, cl- the closer we got, and I'm like, wait huh there's i see the 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 menu for for raising cane the drive-through menu yeah and the guy ordering stuff you know yeah so then we were like wait that's the end of the line for raising cane so yeah. then we were like wait a second how does this line Get, wrap around yeah because it didn't make sense didn't from make where sense. we were like how could it wrap around and then end up there yeah it, it was very weird sense. and yeah. so we were like well Maybe it does. Maybe this is like some weird configuration they have. And we didn't want to get out of line because there was already a bunch of cars behind us. We had been waiting for 10 minutes. Yeah. So we were like, well, let's just see. And we could see a line up ahead that said like, stop here to allow for through traffic. Yeah. So we thought maybe this was just some weird configuration they had to do because of traffic. Yeah. Anyway, so we wait and we get up to like almost... um, where that sign was that said, like, stop here for through mm-hmm. traffic. Mm-hmm. When we get there, we look up, and lo and behold, what do we see but the palm trees of In-N-Out Burger. <laughs> and we were in the stinking In-N-Out line <laughs> for the last, like, 12, 13 minutes. Yes. And we were like, seriously? And so we look over, and the Raising Cane's line is super short. Super short. And so we just jump out of that line. Well, you were like, do you want to just get in and out? Yeah, I was just thinking, like, might as well. Let's just get in and out. This is embarrassing. No, but I didn't. I was like, no, we're here to try Raising Cane's. Yeah. So we uh, flip a Yui. We go back around and... Yeah, and luckily the the Raising Cane's line wasn't that long. No, it was... I mean, it wasn't like super short, but it was way no. shorter than the In-N-Out line. For sure. Yeah. So then we got our food and mm-hmm. um, it was pretty good. It was good. That was, that was the first time trying that type of chicken. And they, if you don't know Raising Cane, they have like four things for adults and then a kid's meal combo but the four things but for adults are all the same they're all the same with the exception of the fourth option that is a sandwich yeah but pretty much all the the new the only thing that that is added to that combo is the bun for the hamburg for the sandwich and the lettuce for the sandwich and yeah. that's it everything else is the same so they're it's either three uh chicken finger piece or four or six yeah and that's it and then the fries yeah but it was good um yeah. the chicken was good the fries were good the Texas toast was very good. The sauce, they and have the sauce, sauce was the standout item. Yeah, I think. Yeah, and then, um, they had it came with the combo came with an iced tea, and it was good. Uh huh. Yeah, it wasn't too sweet at all. So I like that. Yeah, it yeah. was it was nice. It was yeah. a good restaurant. Yeah, it was kind of like Chick Fil A meets In and Out Burger. Hmm, I wouldn't say that, <laughs> but it's interesting you said it <laughs> because you well, like those two things more than I do. Well. I'm thinking In N Out Burger because of the like simplicity of the menu. Oh, okay. Like you thought Chick fil A had a small menu. This is a very small menu. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and then um also the sauce is kind of reminiscent of the um In N Out Burger Secret sauce. Secret sauce mm. mixed with the Chick fil A sauce. What <laughs> what? <laughs> In a way. Interesting. Um I don't know. 
Okay. But irregardless, I'm just kidding. It was good. Nice. I would recommend it. Yeah. At least once. Yeah. Try it yeah, at least the, once. The chicken is not like super fried to a point where where when you eat it, it you, you feel, feel nauseous or whatever. Yeah. Yeah. I felt fine. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but it was good. And we we just got the three piece and it was like a substantial a good yeah. meal yeah like a good yeah. size meal the curly, curly fries brought me back to curly like, fries those are crinkle fries crinkled the wiggly fries yeah i like to call them wiggly because they wiggle <laughs> like the wavy fries um they remind me of the 90s of somehow cafeteria food yeah from like high school and they were good they're really good <laughs> not yeah not yeah. like cold you know frozen. um this is just a memo for me and a memo a memo okay um, voice memo that is um to dedicate an episode to talk about my experience working at a cafeteria uh school public school oh yeah and talk about the food yeah because we we've talked about it but we really haven't really gotten into the needy of the greedy i feel like there's a lot that i don't even know yeah so yeah anyway Uh, let's get down to the needy greedy (laughs) So, as we said at the beginning, today we're talking about our guilty pleasure. <laughs> guilty pleasure. I don't know. But, yeah, I would say this is the TV show that we're the most ashamed of that we watch, right? Mm, I guess. <laughs> I'm just kidding. But it is the most, like, ridiculous show we watch, right? Mm, I guess. <laughs> okay, never mind. Uh, let me start over. <laughs> today we're talking about, no, um, Married at First Sight. Yeah. So, the premise of this show is what it sounds like, kind of. There's a team of three experts. There's, like, a marriage and family therapist, a... um, Sociologist. Sociologist. And a pastor. And, oh, that's who I was referring to as... Yeah, yeah, yeah. You're right. Um, Mm -hmm. Okay. So, there's these three experts. People apply to be on this show where, Mm -hmm. essentially, you're going to marry a stranger... Yeah. And so the three experts take all of these applicants. Um, they go each season, they're in a different city. Yeah. And so it's like local people. So mm-hmm. people from that city and the surrounding area can apply. Yeah. And then they go through this whole, they have like hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of applicants. Yeah. And they go through all these processes of going through the applications and then meeting people in person. And they basically whittle it down to mm-hmm. a small amount of people. Mm-hmm. And then if they, then they start matching people up. Yeah. So basically they're kind of trying to determine, is this person ready to be married? Yeah. Um, they're looking at all types of like their background, their um, relationship history, their mm-hmm. interests, their mm-hmm. preferences in a partner, all these different things. So it's a very, it seems like it's a very intense like interview process and mm-hmm. a very long process. And then eventually they get down to 10 people. Yeah. Who they match up into five couples. Yeah. Um, and then what happens is they go to these people and they tell them, We found you a spouse and you're going <laughs> to get married at first sight. Yeah. So then they throw them a wedding. This is all done, you know, through the show. Mm-hmm. They throw them a wedding. And they meet each other for the first time at the altar. Yeah. And they get married. Mm-hmm. So I'm just kind of laying the foundation for like the structure of the show. So yeah. then they they get married. They have a 
fairly traditional wedding where mm-hmm. they have like the ceremony. It's a very small wedding. Yeah. With like just close family and friends. And then they have a, they do wedding pictures, which are always awkward. <laughs> yeah. Because they just is. met. Yeah. And then they do um, a reception mm-hmm. with, you know, a big party with family and friends, blah, blah, blah. And then that night they have a hotel room that they go to. And then the next day, well, okay, yeah. So that night they have a hotel room. Yeah. That they go to. The next morning, the spouses meet with the other spouse's family, mm-hmm. which is weird. Yeah. Like the night after the wedding. Yeah. They go and have <laughs> breakfast or something with the other spouse's parents or parents or family yeah. by themselves without the spouse. Mm-hmm. Then the next day, usually, they leave for a honeymoon vacation. Oh, yeah. And all of the five couples are at the same resort or whatever. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And so they're also spending some time with each other. Mm-hmm. And they have like activities planned and all this stuff. And they're at the honeymoon for about a week or whatever. And then they come home back to their, their city, but they don't go back to one of their homes. They go to a um, neutral apartment. <laughs> yeah. So they have always an apartment building. Um, that they've rented apartments for each of the couples in. So then yeah. all five of the couples are living in the same apartment building. Yeah. And the spouses are living together, obviously. Mm-hmm. And then they live that way. So from the marriage um, until what they call decision day, mm-hmm. they have eight weeks. So it's two months of marriage mm-hmm. with you know the cameras documenting everything. At the end of the eight weeks, they bring each of the couples into this room one by one, and mm-hmm. they ask them um, together, like with the spouse, um, do you want to stay married or do you want to get a divorce? And they emphasize throughout the season that they this marriage is legally binding, mm-hmm. so it really is like a true divorce if they choose to get divorced. Yeah. And then from that point, the couples make that decision to go their separate ways or to stay married. And then there's usually a reunion episode that takes place like three, four, five months later, something like that to see sort of like, where are they now? Are they still together? Um, For the couples that split up, like where, what are they doing now? Are they dating? Mm -hmm. And so that's basically the premise of the show. So we've been watching this show for how many seasons? Maybe like five. five? Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) It's a lot. Yeah. And so we've seen a lot of different seasons, a lot of different couples, Mm-hmm. And did I, I think I said this already that after the uh, decision day, then they do, oh yeah, they do a reunion episode so you can see where everybody is now. Yes. So. And usually that's about maybe like five or six months after the decision, decision day. day. Yeah. Yeah. So my first question for you. Uh-huh. Or the first thing I want to talk about, I guess, is what is your opinion or your thoughts about the premise the premise. The idea of getting married at first sight and having this show and blah, blah, blah. I think it's interesting. Yeah. I think... That's why we watch it. It's <laughs> very... It, it's very fascinating because in America, here in the, here in, in the U.S. of A, it, it's not a common to right. to do a blind wedding. Like yeah, an, the, arranged, an arranged marriage, marriage. essentially. Yeah. And it, it is common other places, but mm-hmm. this show is based here in 
the U.S. and and so it's not common right. and it's so it's it is in a way like new and and different. Yeah, it's very uh, interesting. Like I said, to to have two people in the U.S. have an arranged marriage and yeah, you know, and get married that way and. There's other stuff I want to say. Yeah. Should I just say it now? Um, well, I'll say my opinion. Okay, go ahead. And I, what I'm going to say might be what you're about to say. I'm not sure. Okay. Um, I also agree that it's super interesting. Obviously, it's not common here. And I think that the idea of an arranged marriage can definitely be successful. Uh-huh. And so I think that that part of it alone, there's mm-hmm. nothing like wrong with it i think it's unusual just because it's not a common practice here but i think that it is um it has the potential to work yeah and be maybe as successful or Mm -hmm. more successful than you know like meeting somebody the old-fashioned way or whatever yeah it's not really the old-fashioned way but just the more common way yeah date going through the dating phase and everything however yeah the thing that i will say is that um, the TV show part of it mm-hmm. is the part that I think is not super healthy for the relationship. Yeah. So that's what I was going to say. Yeah. Kinda, I figured. In a way that at the, at, the, at the end of the day, this marriage is uh, sponsored through a TV show. Yeah. And that includes a lot of people being in the same room, like the camera crew, producers, mm-hmm. being they're with them in the same room when they have fights when you know when they're living life yeah so that part is interesting and in a way it's kind of like a it is a reality show yeah it is and and there's pros to that because i think that the people are often like held accountable for some of the stupid things that they do Mm -hmm. and things that they say that's like super out of line. Mm -hmm. Like they have all these eyes on them. Mm -hmm. And so I think in some ways there could be some positive things to it. Um, we were just watching the reunion episode and one common, this is a recent one. Yeah. This isn't a spoiler really, but a common theme that came up was like self-reflection and how, Mm -hmm. you know, they were watching themselves back on this TV show. (laughs) Yeah. And also, hearing other people's opinions about things that they said and did and that it did cause a lot of reflect self-reflection and some growth for some people. Yeah. So that's the positive part of it being on a TV show, but there's a lot of negatives Yeah. to it being on TV. Mm-hmm. And so, sorry, I feel like I cut you off. Did no. you have more to say about that? No. Yeah. So there's like um, two sides of this, right? One, I want to focus on like the, the things that go wrong. Yeah. Kind of the negative, I guess. And then the positive, like you just pretty much said, yeah. both of them. The negative side of this, like being a show, is that it's interesting. So this is entertaining, mm-hmm. the way it's produced, the way it's edited, the way that is shot, the, the little clips, the little dialogue, all that stuff. Uh, confrontations all that stuff it it is interesting yeah i've had several questions of like is this really 
real. Yeah. Like, oh, for sure. Or is it just cut and edited in a certain way to make it look like they're fighting, they're disagreeing. Yeah. And certain times you can see the cuts are badly cut and mm-hmm. certain words are dubbed and, and everything like, you know, put yeah. in people's mouth and to make it look like, oh, I'm not too sure. I'm not, I'm not, I might say I don't want to be married. You know, I yeah. don't want to stay married. And I would say that that's normally in like the teasers. In the teasers? Not so much in like the actual like bulk of the show, I don't think. Or do you think that they do that a lot like throughout the show? How the show is like done is we see them, people living life and then we see uh, certain points about the the show people are talking to to the camera and describing like how describing the events that we just saw yeah and giving and hearing their thoughts Uh so that part is more kind of like it could be cut different ways uh, you know it includes certain words that they said you know just to to add into the like oh um the drama the mystery of like oh what's gonna happen oh oh, yeah um because it's it all it, it's all it's all about like staying married at the end, right? Decision mm-hmm. day is like the the day. So it, there's this um, mystery behind every single couple, and and I'm sure that if we had if they had like the the perfect couple in the show, they definitely still want to add like something to it, like to to make it seem that okay, Sorry. well, well, um, are they going to stay together at the end? You know? Yeah. You know, so so there's that. So I think like as far as like the 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 way it's produced there's like it's like okay well this is a, this is a reality show it's not really real 100 percent the things that yeah. we see right because it's cut in certain ways and also i'm just thinking about the the people that have applied yeah like are they really in it for the right reasons okay that's a big factor that i wanted to talk about yeah, yeah. and and i think that at the end of the day i'm sure that they're they're thinking like i'm applying because yes, I do want to find love and, yeah. and be married, and I might have they might have tried online dating, all these type of datings, you know, dating styles and stuff for years and yeah. didn't work. And so, but then at the end of the day, like I'm sure everyone's thinking about being on a show, yeah, and the money and the the fame, yeah, you know, like I'm sure, like I'm I don't think there's like a single uh, couple or person out there that isn't thinking about that of course right yeah because it's like you know making the decision to like online date or something like that it has its own kind of like risks and rewards but Mm -hmm. with this it's like you you don't have to do i mean it's not like it's not work for them because Mm -hmm. like they are theoretically going to be like putting in work and effort into this relationship yeah but they it's sort of like even if it goes badly and like they don't fall in love with this mm-hmm. person or whatever, then they're still gaining this like fame and, mm-hmm. um, you know, they're like 15 minutes of fame, but also like followers and just this yeah. reputation and stuff. And yeah. And also, I think the, it, it, a better opportunity to find someone. Right. You know? Yes. Because now you're like in the public eye. Yeah. And I think that definitely encourages people to um, put forward sort of a fake like version of themselves, Mm -hmm. which I think people kind of naturally do when they're starting to date Yeah, to some extent, Yeah, you know, and with online dating and stuff like that. But even more so they are putting forward this version of themselves that they think will get them picked to be on the show. And that also brings me to another 
um, related thing, which is the way that the show is produced and mm-hmm. and everything is that, like you said, at the end of the day, it's a reality show. So they can't, I mean, there's no way that they're actually picking the people that they think are just oh, the yeah. best suited for marriage. Mm-hmm. They're picking people that are, okay, relatively <laughs> suited for marriage and more importantly, will make an entertaining TV show. Mm-hmm. So there's always people, a handful of people, like, so it's, you know, five couples, so 10 people. Mm-hmm. And there's always like two or three that are just super quirky or super out there, like yeah. full of themselves mm-hmm. or something that makes you think like, oh, this is going to be a wild ride. Yeah. And of course they have to do that for it to be a TV show, but that's a problem because they're mm-hmm. not, they can't just be fully unbiased and looking at like who would make the best couple and who would have like the most successful marriage, mm-hmm. blah, blah, blah. They're having to look at it from a production standpoint of what's going to make the best TV and give us the most views. Yeah. And of course, like that's part of the reason that we tune in is like, what is this person going to be like doing and saying today? Yeah. Um, And are they going to like fly off the handles again? Yeah. Um, Because it is entertaining. Yeah. But at the end of the day, like, is that fair to the person that they're getting matched with? If it's actually Mm. not the best match for them, but it was kind of like, well, this person might be a good match for them, but also it'll be entertaining. Right. And what about the other applicants that applied that yeah. seemed perfect, you know, but maybe boring. They were too way, boring. Or too basic <laughs> too or whatever. Stable, yeah. Too stable, too level-headed. Yeah. Whatever, yeah. Yeah. And, yeah. and I'm sure as a business standpoint, they're thinking about that, like, yeah. what is going to sell? Yeah. Yet still, like, the goal is to have these people stay married and stuff, but w- what is going to be entertaining, mm-hmm. you know, and attractive yeah. for people to stay tuned. They're wrapping up the last season of this. Mm-hmm. Uh, Not the, the last season. Sorry, the last episode yeah. of this. And I forgot what number it is, like 20, 20 something. The season number? Yeah. Yeah, like 22, 24, something like that. Yeah. And each season, it's about, I think there's like five couples, right? Mm-hmm. And then the, this season, they, they talked about like, I'm sure it's similar to the other uh, seasons. They said that they had about like thousands upon thousands of applicants. Yeah. And there's only 10 10 people at the end that get chosen. Yeah. So it's just very interesting. Like the people that we see on TV, like it makes you wonder like, well, really was this person the perfect match for this other person? (laughs) Right. Yeah. Um, I think that we looked up the, um, the statistics. We did. Or we heard it. And I'm pretty sure that the divorce rate amongst married at first sight couples was much higher than like the 50%, which is the the divorce rate just in America. Yeah, we heard it somewhere. There was a number. I forgot the number of like of people who that, that have stayed married. I think it was like approximate. I think it averaged out to about only one person per season. I mean, one couple per season. Yeah. That is still married today. Today. And so here's another thing that I think is very interesting about this show. So it starts with a marriage, a legally binding marriage. And Mm -hmm. they talk about that a lot throughout the season. Like, Mm -hmm. this is a legally binding marriage. (laughs) Obviously, there's pros to that. Mm -hmm. I think that it does make the couples take the relationship a little more seriously than just dating. Mm -hmm. And they talk about that, you know, like, oh, we're married. But the thing that's interesting about it is that decision day is um, talked about on the show as if it's this huge... Uh, milestone and in many ways it is yeah but 
there isn't really a risk for the the couples who are like on the fence mm-hmm. of just staying married for a little bit longer and then getting divorced a month later. Yeah. And so it's kind of like decision day. The, 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 there's a few things that happen. The first thing that happens is couples who, um, well, occasionally there are couples who can't even make it to decision day and they call it quits mm-hmm. beforehand. Mm-hmm. Like long before decision day happens, yeah. they just say like, I cannot do this. I cannot live with this person. I'm out. We're about to give a couple spoilers from the current season. So if you don't want to hear it, then skip forward like a minute or so. <laughs> but this season, there was a couple that stayed together only for like 10 days. And then they just mm-hmm. said, we want a divorce now. So mm-hmm. that's like one scenario that can happen. And it's not common. I think a lot of that has to do with like, hey, we're on this TV show. Even if we think that yeah. it's not going to work out, like, yeah. let's stick it out for these eight weeks. Mm-hmm. The second thing that happens is that scenario where they know that it's not going to work, that they don't want to stay married, mm-hmm. but they um, go through the motions Write it through out. those yeah. eight weeks and create some drama and all this stuff. Yeah. And then at the eight weeks, at the decision day, they say, we want a divorce. Mm-hmm. Then there's the couples who they're not sure. Mm-hmm. They're like on the fence. Mm-hmm. And there's not a really a big risk, like I was saying, of just saying like, yeah, we'll stay married. And then they can end up getting a divorce like mm-hmm. a little, you know, a few weeks later or whatever. And so mm-hmm. another spoiler for this season yeah. is that, so there was one couple mm-hmm. that called it quits 10 days in. The rest of the couples made it to the decision day and they all said yes. Mm-hmm. All four couples said yes, which I've never seen everybody on decision day say yes before. Yeah. Five months later, reunion episode, only two couples are still married. Yeah. So 50% of the couples that stayed, chose to stay married on decision day. More than 50. No, it's 50% because it's two out of four. So, so there's five couples. Yeah, yeah, five couples total. But, but yeah. then half of the couples who said, we want to stay married on decision day. That's f- true. Five months later, were divorced. Yeah. And so. Which w- was a shock for like one of the couples that we like liked. And yeah. One of them, we were like, yeah, they're not going to make it. Yeah. <laughs> the other one, it was like, it was surprising that they were mm-hmm. not together. Last season, there was a huge shock mm-hmm. um, at the, the reunion episode. One of the couples that seemed like, the best like yeah. couple. Yeah. They seem like a perfect match, all this stuff. They did. They, and they both said yes on decision day mm-hmm. and then they were divorced by the reunion episode. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That was a shock. It was a, uh, out of left field for, for the guy. Yeah. Oh, he was very shocked too. <laughs> like, and that also, I think really brought into question, like why was she yeah, there? It was just like, I don't know where. Yeah. Much, so mm-hmm. kind of rewind rewind a little bit i said like there's you know neg- some negative things about it and then some positive things i mm-hmm. think from from the show and like we we were talking about like there's just the line of question of is this really like them mm-hmm. as in the truest form yeah and a lot of times you'll hear one couple when they're mad at or one person when they're mad at their spouse being like well off camera he yeah. does this and this and he's a completely different person yeah and, yeah yeah there's more that I'd like to add to that, but the one that like also um, balance it out when saying like there, there are some positive things yeah. to this, and and like I said, like even though I think money is maybe the fame, the money, all that stuff, 
is is a thing that you are the reason why you're applying like mm-hmm. you know i think that i don't know there's also the question of like would you go through this process even if it wasn't on tv on tv yeah you know and i think some of them would yeah i think some of the people sure. genuinely seem like they're yeah. just tired of dating and yeah. they really want to be married yeah maybe just the the tv deal is a bonus thing yeah like i think for most of the couples that you've seen this is like a new experience for them Mm -hmm. marrying someone that a stranger and meeting them at the altar and saying yes i do (laughs) (laughs) yeah Um, of course it's a new experience it's a new experience right and so i think that having the camera crew the producers every everybody there um with them and go go along with um be um go along through the journey with them i think that that is a a good thing yes you know i think Mm -hmm. that you build those friendships and become friends with these producers with these uh the camera crew the camera guy you know Mm -hmm. all these people and and also the um also the experts too like i think that you could um learn a lot from from those three experts i want to talk about the experts in a second okay um but so I, I think that, that that's a good thing. Um, mm-hmm. I putting agree. my amateur sociologist oh my classes gosh, every episode. Um, <laughs> I don't know. I think that if I, w- I was the sociologist in this in this um, experiment yeah. or whatever, you know, they they call it experiment. So uh, I'm going to use that word. You would have to select these people and think about like how are they going to have that a relationship with another human being and and also be on national t- uh, television mm-hmm. like how is that going to work yeah you know so i think that um there's studies out there where there's um when people are want want to study and do some research on some people with video camera when it involves all that stuff like mm-hmm. a new element to their life you need to pair that that new thing with with them and, and, and make it a a a um make it part of their life you know okay um so i think that i'm not sure if, they, if they've done this like outside of the, you know camera like behind the scenes where mm-hmm. maybe a few weeks before the the wedding day they start to record their their life 24 7 well they do have them to some feel they do have some like footage of them you know beforehand mm-hmm. so i think that that is, um, there's a little bit of that, but I see what you're saying. So you're saying that having both the the reality show and the marriage happening brand new in your life at the same time is like too it's much. Too much, and yeah. it really like disrupts your your your, your mental state and, yeah. and everything. So I think that uh, I'm sure they might do this. Um, well, they've done this where they pair the all the the all the, the camera crew you know and 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 um made them part of their life mm-hmm. you know before the wedding day yeah i think so um, at least somewhat. in order for them to feel comfortable with just being themselves because i think the, the biggest element is like okay are you going to be really true to yourself with mm-hmm. your spouse this new stranger along with these other people you know like we want to see your you in your tr- rawest form and so yeah. i think that um I'm sure they did that. You know, they do have like a, a, a sociologist, a doctor yeah. in, in, in this um, television show. Yeah. And so I think that that's just kind of my, 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 my thought I've, I've had mm-hmm. um, over the course of watching these um, seasons. Yeah. Is that like, how did they create a, a safe environment where they, the spouses feel comfortable mm-hmm. being themselves and yelling and, 
you know, crying in front of the camera, yeah. talking about sex, talking about all these like stuff, you know, mm-hmm. that uh, married couples uh, talk about. And I'm sure that the producers get a feel for that during the interviews because the interviews are recorded mm-hmm. and like the initial. Um, I mean, first they fill out questionnaires, but then uh, like hundreds of people come in for interviews with the experts. Mm -hmm. And then for some people, they go to their homes and that's filmed. And so I think over time, they are getting a feel for that, like who's going to be their real self in front of the camera. Yeah. And the the last little thing I'll say before we jump into talking about something else is that I think that um, doing that, like building that friendly um, relationship with with the TV people, mm-hmm. I think that that's also something that helps those um, spouses go yeah. through this. Yeah. Um, because everything is just new. It's scary. Mm-hmm. So many crazy things, right? Uh, oh, yeah. That we have to go through. So I think that, um, I think having those people every single day, having a, uh, some sort of like um, predict- predictability yeah. is super helpful mm-hmm. for people like that that are going through something something new mm-hmm. um and then also again mentioning the experts i think having having all these like little uh sources mm-hmm. it helps them like try you know with their marriage because at the end of the day you have all these like little elements uh in this tv show that are there to to support them to support them yeah essentially you know mm-hmm. um for that and i think that that's like a positive a pro thing that i see through this show is that um there there's all these little like um groups of people that are there to to help and Mm -hmm. we've seen that yes we've seen that kind of like um talked about you Mm -hmm. know like oh yeah the producer yeah we've seen go go ahead ahead. oh (laughs) (laughs) we've seen like the producer like go uh to that spouse that is like having a mental breakdown you Mm -hmm. know and 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 try to like calm them down and and Mm -hmm. whatnot and so um and then i was gonna say also i think that it's very um uh, obvious that like the those people are very important and crucial in part of this process mm-hmm. um, because after decision day after like six months five months of being just the two of them and no with no tv people yeah we realized that like a lot of people get a divorce yeah at the end because they don't have that support system uh-huh yeah i think um we have seen some behind the scenes like glimpses of the producers um interacting with the couples and how mm-hmm. they're they genuinely seem like they're like supporting them mm-hmm. um but yeah that's a really good point just the the you know the positive like nature of that support system and also i do agree with you that i think part of the reason why why a lot of couples end up getting divorced after decision day is because they were kind of just there for the show and yeah, be many reasons yeah, yeah <laughs> but i do agree with you that for some couples and like one of the ones from this season in particular mm-hmm. it was like they couldn't make it with being left to their own devices after right the crew was gone the experts were gone and they didn't have that any kind of support system anymore mm-hmm. then yeah we were kind of we kind of knew that they weren't going to make it once they were on their own yeah because the, the big element that kind of broke them apart was the fighting mm-hmm. right and then the experts were there to break break that like fight and and then get into the to the root of it and, and mm-hmm. say well this is like why you know you feel this way and this is why you feel this way and yeah. then like let's work together to fix it and and they would like you know put a bandaid on that like wound and mm-hmm. then um but then after decision day i predicted like 
Yeah. I'm not sure if they're going yeah. to, you know, unless they, they have like a support system out there. Yeah. You know, unless they're like um, in counseling and have like family <laughs> and friends around them. Right. And neither of them really had yeah. a great support system from what we could tell at least. Right. Yeah. And yeah. Yeah. So speaking of that, I want to talk about the experts. Yeah, go ahead. This might be kind of like the final. Mm-hmm. So overall, um, I really like the experts. I think that they're, they seem genuine. They seem really knowledgeable, mm-hmm. but there's one big factor I want to talk about. So, um, but as far as the positives, um, like we said at the beginning, there's a pastor who's also, I think like a marriage and family therapist, mm-hmm. there's a sociologist, and then there's a like marriage and sex therapist. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's the, the team of these three experts and they're yeah. the ones who choose the couples and then they're the ones who are supporting the couples throughout the series, the season. Yeah. For the vast majority of their interactions with the couples, I think they have really good advice. They really do. And one positive thing about this show, I think from a viewer standpoint, is sometimes I do see things and I'm like, oh, I kind of contend to do that. And hearing like yeah. the expert's perspective on things <laughs> can be really helpful. For sure. And I think that they have genuinely good advice about how mm-hmm. to solve problems and how to like focus on like it's you guys against the problem. Oh, there's the train. <laughs> like it's you guys against the problem. It's not you against your spouse. Yeah. Um, they talk about that a lot. They talk about, you know, just communication, the importance of communicating with each other, mm-hmm. the importance of compromise and listening to what bothers another person and how can I make them feel more comfortable and more safe in our marriage. And um, so genuinely, I think they have really solid advice and it sounds you know they don't seem for the most part they don't seem like celebrity um like therapists they seem like they genuinely know what they're talking about for sure yeah and so that element of having experts there i think is great Mm -hmm. my big issue this is probably (laughs) my biggest issue maybe with the whole show Mm -hmm. is that at the end of the day Mm -hmm. the experts their loyalty lies with the TV show and their loyalty is to having the couples stay together, which I, now that I'm actually saying this out loud, I'm kind of wondering, is that because that's what makes the TV show more successful is having the marriages be successful? Or is that because like, that's just their role to -hmm. play on this show is that they're the experts. They match these couples and they, their job is to like want them to stay together. Mm-hmm. I'm not sure because I don't know if having failed marriages gives them more views or less views, you know, right. I'm not really sure, but regardless, you can tell, you know, in every single episode of every single season, the experts want the couples to stay together. Yeah. And, for the most part, I think that that's great. And I think that their advice about the value of marriage and how like, um, you know, they talk a lot about how it's not always like um, these feelings of like butterflies and whatever mm-hmm. at first and how, you know, marriage is a choice and you, mm-hmm. ma- you made vows to like be committed to each other yeah. and that it's important to keep those vows. And they've even talked about if you're thinking about this as like, that you have an option to leave, then you've already kind of 
um, set yourself up for failure. Yeah. And so in many ways they talk about marriage in a similar way that like, I think about marriage that like, you shouldn't be thinking of it as like, I have this way out. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, so there's a lot of positives to that, but we <laughs> are now finally getting to the issue. We have seen definitely like one or two seasons ago. And then also in this season, mm-hmm. we've seen a couple or two where the relationship seemed very toxic Mm-hmm. And it seemed like one person, most of the time it was the wife, was being like manipulated. Mm-hmm. You could say like emotionally abused, mm-hmm. um, ridiculed, like talked down to by mm-hmm. their husband. The experts seemed to address it, mm-hmm. but in my opinion, not enough. Like, yeah. I think that they a lot of times are so committed to like, well, this is how you can make the marriage work. Yeah. When sometimes I feel like they should have told the wife, like this is not okay. And it might actually be a better decision for you to leave. Mm-hmm. Um, definitely a couple of seasons ago. I, I'm not sure if you remember who I'm thinking of with the whole, there was like a ex fiance. Oh yeah. And a, oh, yeah. a pregnant ex fiance. Yeah. And all of that. And it was, it seemed very toxic. And I think that she was really being like emotionally abused in this relationship. And thankfully they did end up splitting up. Mm -hmm. But I think the experts should have told her a long time before that. Mm -hmm. Like, hey, we messed up. We didn't know all of this about him. (laughs) Because how could we? It's not good for you to be in this relationship. Mm -hmm. And so that's like one issue that I have with the experts is that sometimes I think that their commitment to like just wanting them to say yes on decision day is a little too, it sometimes I feel like outweighs their when they should be calling people out for things that are absolutely not okay. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? And it's possible that these things are happening more off camera, right. but I don't know. I just think that some of these, there've been a handful of men on the show who I think really needed to be, told like this needs to stop mm-hmm. and like this is absolutely not okay and like borderline abusive yeah the the one couple you talked about like a couple seasons ago ago the extras were like trying to have the the wife say no mm-hmm. but then when the wife was just couldn't dance her then uh, one of the experts went over to to the husband and said hey like <laughs> I think you gotta say no pretty much, you know, like mm-hmm. you have to think about everything and like, like, come on, you know? Yeah. And, and so, so there's that example that, that's true, I guess that, that kind of, uh, is the opposite of what you're saying. But, uh, yeah. but I think that, um, in other cases, like in this season, like there's, there's been some moments when we saw that happen, you know, the, the type of behavior you're talking about and mm-hmm. like, it seemed like nothing was was done about it, yeah. you know, which is interesting. Mm-hmm. Like there's a, us, the the viewers that are watching all this stuff, you know, it filtered uh, life of of these people, you know, yeah. the filtered discussion and stuff, and, and so it's just interesting. Like maybe things are discuss- being discussed, like uh, you know, off camera, but mm. but it's just interesting that 
like we are seeing all this stuff on TV and yet we don't see the them confronting them on TV, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Because again, like I do have a really high view of marriage and I think that uh-huh. you shouldn't be just seeing it as like, Oh, well we can just get a divorce. Mm-hmm. But in these situations where it seemed like things were really unhealthy, mm-hmm. I don't, and not necessarily that the experts needed to say like, Oh, you guys should get a divorce. But mm-hmm. I think there at least should have been a little bit more of like, this is not like, this is not okay Mm -hmm. at all. Mm -hmm. And I think a lot of times their, their advice just came across as a lot more neutral. Like, Mm. well, here's how you guys can like try to solve this problem instead of, I think being a little bit more direct of like, no, what you're, you are doing is wrong. Mm -hmm. And like, Instead, and I don't know, I mean, I guess this is kind of like therapist 101. Mm -hmm. It was a lot of like, well, how do you think that that's making her feel? Yeah. Instead of like, but I think that there is a time and a place for somebody (laughs) to just be like, dude, this is not okay. And like, you have to stop or else, you know, she shouldn't be like taking this from you. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So I think that's one like just one issue that I have with them is I feel like there are times when the experts have needed to be a little more just like blunt and mm-hmm. brutal with their um, opinions of yeah. what was happening. Cause I think that there have been women on this show who have been like emotionally uh, really damaged by things that have been done mm-hmm. to them. It just seemed like there were a lot of people around who were, who could have, you know, said something and maybe didn't. Yeah, yeah. But I don't know. We're only seeing, like, part of the story. Right. You know, maybe yeah. those conversations are happening, but they don't make good TV, you know, <laughs> which is which I would hope. I would hope that these things are happening yeah. behind the camera. And again, I don't think that it's not, that it's necessarily something that can't be worked through. Like, one of the couples that I felt that way about this season, when they came back for the reunion episode, I was like, oh, they seem like they're they're in a healthy relationship right now. Yeah. So I don't think that they needed to get a divorce. Yeah. I don't think that she was actually like being abused, but I think that there were some things that could have been called out sooner. Mm-hmm. And, um, and thankfully they, it seems like they were able to work through it and get to a better, healthier spot. And again, yeah, that also could be the way that the show was edited. Right. You know, it might have made good television to see him just like being a jerk mm-hmm. and us being like, what, what the heck? What's going on? Yeah. So, I don't know. Yeah. Th- thoughts on that? Yeah, I think I think you remember more of like the um the nitty-gritty. The nitty-gritty like the more of like the yelling, the the fighting, all the stuff mm. than like the calm and sweet talks and stuff you know me personally no no in general oh, okay like people you know yeah. like the audience yeah um for sure you know th- that's what makes a show very interesting and mm-hmm. makes you want to like tune in to see okay I, what's gonna happen after this yeah. you know like that's why they have a little like little teaser for the next week's episode like oh this is gonna happen and you see you know, like, oh, yeah, I'm not sure we're going to make it or whatever, fighting, yelling, <laughs> Somebody's crying. whatever, someone's yeah. crying or leaving or, yeah. you know, giving giving people dirty looks. And, you know, that's what we see the most. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Because it, in a way, it sells. And, but I see your point. I think there could be more things that we could see on TV. I've seen one of the experts, like, really just be blunt and, you know, take off his glasses and say, hey, like... <laughs> Like really, tell me the truth. What's going on? Yeah. Or like, 
it's either yes or no tell me like you know answer mm-hmm. the question yeah you know that's true yeah you know but but uh i think there could be more more mm-hmm. of this you know to keep these people accountable yeah for sure mm-hmm. but yeah but I, th- I think the experts is, is one of like my favorite things to to see oh yeah me too like, going back to your point like you we do learn some things from this mm-hmm. series you can apply that to your own marriage. Yeah. You know, I think surprisingly, yeah. sometimes I'm, I'm there watching and just thinking like, Oh yeah. Like that reminds me of this one time, you know, and <laughs> yeah. like, Oh, I know how to, you know, I, I want to do a better job. And mm-hmm. I think, I think at the end of this, uh, watching each, ep- each episode, it makes me appreciate like our marriage and like mm-hmm. makes me think like, well, how could I apply some good things from this episode in my, in, in our life, mm-hmm. you know, you also get some like free advice from, uh, these experts yeah, from the, the pastor, from the sociologist, from the, uh, family and a sex, um, therapist. Yeah. It's pretty cool. Mm-hmm. So if you want some free, uh, <laughs> counseling, go watch Married at First Sight. <laughs> I really think it's, uh, there's some good stuff. You there know? is, there um, is. Yeah. Yeah, and also some activities that these uh, experts um, have assigned for the couples. It's mm-hmm. pretty good. Like uh, the the uh, therapist assigned this uh, couple to do a, a blindfold questionnaire. Mm-hmm. Like, and I think that's that's interesting because, like, you the one that the person that is going going to answer the question is blindfolded. Yeah. That way you don't look at your uh, partner's um, reaction when you're being hundred percent just truthful. Yeah. You know? And I think that that is something that I was thinking like, maybe we should do that and see how it goes, you know, (laughs) on the podcast and the podcast. Yeah. On the podcast. yeah. Yeah. You know? Yeah. A lot of their assignments that they give the couples have to do with like vulnerability and intimacy. Mm -hmm. Um, Because, those are things that a lot of times take time to grow and they're mm-hmm. kind of like putting them on this accelerated track. Yeah. But it can be a really positive thing for them. And they're, you know, the ideas and the questions that they have them talk about and stuff are really interesting and usually like, you know, really good questions and really good like topics that they need to talk about. Mm-hmm. And yeah. 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 Well, well, there's a lot more to talk about, but um, these are uh, our thoughts our assumptions that happens off camera yeah. um, our just analyses that yeah based on the past few seasons we've seen you mm-hmm. know and so we we might be wrong in so, on some <laughs> of the stuff yeah we might be right on some of the stuff but that's just our re- reaction and at the end of the day the married at first sight would like wants our our people's reaction mm-hmm. you know and and so yeah in our just and the things that we don't see is just like up to our interpretation. Right. So, um, I think overall it's a good reality show. Mm -hmm. I think, like I said, you learn from this, you learn, you learn (laughs) from like these married couples, what to do, what not to do. Yeah. Mostly what what not not to do do from the couples. (laughs) Yeah. It's not exactly an educational show, but there's, it has its moments of things you can learn from. Yeah. Like, (laughs) Don't do this, you know? Yeah. And listen to the experts sometimes, you know? Like, mm-hmm. um, so, yeah, we definitely have found, I've, I personally have found more meat than bone in this um, TV show. 
Okay. And at the end that's of the day, good. it's like entertaining, like I said. Oh, yeah. I mean, that's why we watch it, obviously. Yeah, it's, it's not, not boring or anything. Yeah, it's pretty entertaining. And it's definitely, there's things about it that are just ridiculous because of the whole, mm-hmm. the fact that they're on TV and the just the personalities that they choose. Like we talked about in some of the time, mm-hmm. you know, like, okay, this person was chosen because they're going to be a character for this TV show. Yeah. So there's things about it that are just very dramatic and very over the top mm-hmm. because of the people that they choose. But I think that it is very interesting. And I think that it, in many ways, it kind of surprisingly does put like a high value and like priority on marriage. Mm-hmm. Um, and just kind of, it really emphasizes that like, even though you just met this person two weeks ago, like this is your spouse. Yeah. And so you're, you can't be operating the way that you did when you were single mm-hmm. anymore. And you did make a commitment to them, even though you didn't know them, like you did make these vows, you did make this commitment Yeah. and you are married to them. And, and so I think that aspect of it is really positive, but I think that the, the high, number the high percentage of couples who end up divorced from the show goes to show that something's wrong and i don't personally think that it's with the idea of arranged marriage itself i no. think it's with the tv show and the individual the, the individuals that they're choosing yeah because of the production you know mm-hmm. side of things right and the entertainment side of things yeah so there you go would we be interested in watching a version of Married at First Sight that was with like genuinely the most, <laughs> like the people that were actually the most ready for marriage and would actually make the best couples? I don't, I think, don't know. I was going to say, I don't think so. <laughs> probably not. It would probably be boring. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. But I would, I would love to see that like happen somewhere. And Yeah. And, I would uh, love to watch a highlight reel. A highlight reel. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. If you've watched Married at First Sight, let us know. Let us know your opinion. Maybe you think we're wrong about all this. Maybe. Um, and we would love to hear your thoughts, your mm-hmm. hot takes on mm-hmm. the show. Mm-hmm. Um, if you haven't watched it, I tentatively recommend it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Based on, you know, everything we just said. Take that with a grain of salt. Yeah, and there's only 14 seasons. So- Oh, yeah, we just looked it up. It's actually not 20-something. No. This was the 14th that just wrapped. Yeah. It's, I don't know. I don't really know what to say here. We've we've, we've shared our thoughts. So now it's time for you guys to share your thoughts and um, take our thoughts with you (laughs) as you go. So thank you for being here. (laughs) And as Pastor Cal says, I vehemently disagree that you just fall in love. You grow in love. See See you you next time. time. Was that good? That was good, actually. Okay. I thought, I just didn't want you to do it too many times because I thought you were going to get hung up on the vehemently part. And then I was like, don't put the emphasis on just, put it on fall. Exactly, yeah. So, there we <laughs> yeah, go. Yeah, sometimes you have issues with your uh, emphasis. <laughs> emphasis. Do I? <laughs> do I? Do I? <laughs> oh. Wait, which is it? Do I? Yeah. No, it's do I.
Do I? Do I? Do I? Do I? I don't know. I don't know. It's like, uh, let's let's eat grandma, or let's eat grandma. Oh, <laughs> punctuation saves lives. <laughs> punctuation saves lives. You've never heard that? I forgot. <laughs> let's eat grandma. <laughs> grandma. <let's... laughs> punctuation saves lives. That was good.